Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, Tyler has gone on Yagi. Pick a pot. Welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> Stop Alzheimer's now swear jar coming in hot. No, that's too, that's too firm. It's too firm. My parents will be. <laughs> Is it a problem if I, as somebody in the media landscape, am constantly worried about what like my grandparents and my parents think? That's what we were taught to do growing up. Yeah. I'm still a slave to that. Are you? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I... Oh, man. This is good. We're going to start off with a really nasty, morbid joke, but maybe I don't have any grandparents left, so maybe that's why I'm okay being such an ass on this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what, uh, what kind of child were you? Did you get in a lot of trouble? I really liked to toe the line. Yeah, with- right. <laughs> you tried to, like, outsmart. You were, like, the little shit that, you know, but they couldn't quite pin you with anything. 100,000%. Yeah. Like, I stirred the pot an unbelievable amount right but i never did anything that was like that like really really got me in trouble so i did stuff like i was actually voted biggest drama queen in high school because i really by the end of the year so this is what i would do and i should really start doing this in pickleball but i haven't Mm -hmm. by the end of the year people figured out my my shtick i would start rumors that i just found to be entertaining okay about so we call that lying well you know you know who's (laughs) to say whether some of this stuff wasn't true but i didn't know it didn't Uh stop me from telling people right but i would tell this one girl at our school and she was quiet nobody would ever think that she'd be the source of a rumor but she was really close with this other girl who would say anything to anybody and believed everything okay and so i was one step removed from the origin of these rumors right and then it would be this the sign of a successful rumor would be when it came full circle and i right. heard and somebody told you my buddy didn't have a right nipple <laughs> <laughs> like no way that's crazy yeah but that's- you would you would leak it to this girl knowing she would leak it to this girl who's essentially the megaphone Yes. Okay. Yeah, kind of super not, spreader. Not too unlike uh, how how some of the information has gotten out in the in the tour wars here. More or less, but like Jimmy is just the the super spreader. Jimmy and PB four 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 four. Yeah, there's people who go direct to the source. I'm just going to make an anonymous account and just go go ham. And then there's those who uh, whisper things to those with podcasts or Twitter yeah, accounts. More or less. Um, uh, speaking of rumors. Tyler Lou making five million. Yeah. True. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think they <laughs> called you out. They said that you were very jealous and you texted them. <laughs> I did. Okay. So I texted Tyler and, and Jimmy and I said, the amount of questions that I've personally received about Tyler getting a $5 million contract yeah. is crazy. And they were like, are you jealous, bro? 
And <laughs> yeah. I, I just like, I think I just responded like, ha ha. I don't remember what I responded. I'm sure you can, if you want to know what I responded, you can go ahead and listen to the next King of the Court podcast because I'm sure Jimmy will bring it up. So you're asserting that he did, he is not making $5 million. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Tyler is not making $5 million. I heard it was $6 million per year. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're, you were right. There's no way that Tyler would only be making $5 million. The Yeah, right. The, and the only reason he hasn't squashed these, Tyler, you know this is true, is uh, because you kind of like the rumor. You kind of like being known as the guy who's making like five mil. Now, he did say it. He said it like really nonchalant. He he got my mom. My mom was like, Tyler is making five mil. Right. So your mom was the one who was jealous. She's jealous on my behalf. Yeah. I am not making $5 million, anybody. Yeah. Just so you guys know. Neither am I. Um, all right. So what should we start what, you mean, out with? You mean your honcho pickleball leagues aren't uh, aren't filling up? Soon. Soon. They're not making you five milli? The plan is for them to eventually, but uh, yeah, no, definitely not right now. Somebody mentioned, somebody I think in one of the YouTube comments, somebody said, Ben and Colin should show up, play honcho yeah. pickleball, and take Zane up on his bet, but bet like $10,000. Yeah, right. Like, all right, sure. But pull it all. What was AJ Kohler's um, like alternate persona at one point? I can't remember. Chet Subaru. Chet Subaru. Yeah. I you got to bring that back. Game. Yeah. That was Chet's funny. been real inactive lately. Yeah. They did some like really funny, like well done videos, like high production value. They were, they were awesome. If you're new to pickleball, you don't know what we're talking about. Type in Chet Subaru on, uh, on YouTube and see what comes up. How um, do you know that that was AJ? I guess I don't, you know, I never saw him change into a costume or change out of one. So there are a lot of AJ isms. I'd say that AJ is the most likely person, but we don't know that for a fact. Yeah. Right. Besides that, they look exactly like there's no evidence. I mean, but Chet has way longer hair than AJ. True. I don't think AJ has true. any, hardly any hair. He has it's lots true. of hair on his chest, but none on his, not very much on his head. <laughs> okay. but, and Chet's got a full, he's got a full thing going. Um. All right. Would any more analysis of the chest hair? Tom's <laughs> like, let's start the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can. So I, there's a number of different ways we could go. Right. We could do the MLP stuff, or um, we have a, a few topics we can cover before we get into that. Is that how you'd like to do it? Yeah. Let's do. Let's do some. Uh, some of the. We'll do a little preview of of MLP Atlanta of the pickleball, but we also got to make sure that we're we're covering we're adequately covering the the gossip, the drama. Yeah, of course. What the, what the people want, what give the, the people, people what they want. Um, so probably the most notable thing going into MLP Atlanta yeah. is the sitouts. Mm -hmm. The people, it's pretty much I which guess, we're now calling it a sitout because it's not really much of a boycott. Yeah, not a boycott, but. Julian and Lauren, I guess, have confirmed that they are not playing right. by, by all accounts. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, and uh, the only thing that I'm hearing is well, that is the advice that we've received from our lawyer, which really, I mean, we can't fault them for that. Where'd you hear that? That's 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 my sources. OK, I'm not, I'm not going to reveal my sources. Right. Right. Yeah. I put some feelers out and basically the consensus was we have no idea why they're sitting out. Just well, doesn't make sense. They're not <clears throat> talking about it per the advice of their lawyer. I guess there could be other reasoning. Yeah, sure. I'm sure there has to be. Give them the benefit of the doubt. There's something going on there that we're not aware of. I would guess there there'd have to be. 
because I can't I just I still can't think of any reason to not play this major league pickleball unless there's you know unless they're so happy with the deal that they got which they might be or maybe they think okay if I injure myself now my contract goes into effect January 1 2024 but I suppose if I'm injured I won't get that dollar amount Mm -hmm. and so maybe they're just not if that's the case I would just not be playing like at all I'd be I'd wrap myself in bubble wrap if I was going to go outside Um, pull the Braverman (laughs) pull a full Braverman an MLP owner a, a helmet too an MLP owner said it's one of the great mysteries of the world why they boycotted nobody benefited from this turmoil more than them they should be playing in ski masks that was an MLP owner or that was an MLP owner quoting another MLP owner is essentially how I how I'm reading this. Um, yeah, but we, that's the general consensus. Like everyone's just like I, I don't understand. So maybe we'll find out more. Maybe we won't. And then there's one other, but she's sick. One of the Bracha sisters. I can't remember which one. Yeah, but she's yep. just sick. Just one of them. No, yeah. it's it's Mary. Mary, I guess is is. Well, Ill. I just saw Bracha. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would guess there has to be some wording in their contract maybe specific to them because I think they're represented by an agent that might only be representing them or an agency that only has two players. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that agency just put some different wording in that they're sitting out because of. But anyway, I don't know. At what point does that become official? Like that's what the word on the street is, is that Julian, Lauren, and Mary aren't playing. But is that like you know, Thursday at 11.59 p.m. Like, you know, when I'm playing my fantasy football, you, you have to have your active yeah, right, right, right. out 90 minutes ahead of the game. Right. But you also have to be somebody ready. You, you have to have somebody ready to go off the bench just in case. So, like, how does that work? Are they just pulling from this player pool that's not on a challenger team? I mean, is that essentially what they have to do? No. So what you do is you would know your – after Thursday – a major everybody who doesn't make the challenger playoffs after Thursday will be out. Mm-hmm. So there'll be whatever that is, like half of the women from challenger will be out and you can pick from, from those women. Okay. Or men. Okay. Who do you think? There's no word on who they're going to, who they're going to bring up in place of them. Well, I guess nobody knows if it's even official at this point that Julian and you don't know if it's official or not, and you don't know which men and women will be available from the Challenger League, right? I mean, like, right, right, guys, right. I think you'd be yeah, looking you at Stefan or Gabe or Nunnery. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are some of the top picks. Yeah. But also, like, there's a good chance that – at least a 50-50 chance that those guys are probably still playing. Right. Um for the women's side, you know, it's like uh, Megan Fudge, Susanna. Yana. Uh, Yana. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it really just depends on where you think, like, who who ends up getting out in right. Challenger. Um, so I, I was in Nashville this weekend for a bounce tournament. Um, bounce is a pickleball app, and they're doing an amateur tour. I had five people come up to me, said they were fans of the podcast. It's pretty cool. Like, like, everywhere I go now, if there's a pickleball court, it seems like 
they listen to this podcast. Dang. So did you talk, did they know you by your voice or did they recognize you? Most of them recognize me. Did Shout out to Lazarus. Like, Lazarus? Yeah, that was one That's of them. A dope name. He was just in all Packers gear, not even playing, just there to watch, but listens to the podcast. Nice. Um, and what a legend, Lazarus. Yeah, it was pretty. Lazarus. 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 <laughs> I, I put the two words together, legend and Lazarus. Um, now, did, that, did any of them like say, hey, Thomas? Or were they all like, I, I know you from somewhere. You're the, you're the, you're yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. on the pickle pod. No, there were some that walked straight up and were like, I just listened to the podcast. And then there were some who like once we got introduced by someone else, they were like, oh, yeah, I know you. I listened to it even though they probably knew who I was the whole time. But we're just trying to be like. They're playing it cool. Yeah, yeah. They're playing it cool. They're yeah. starstruck, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I feel that. Um, so what were you doing over in Atlanta? Or I'm sorry, in Nashville? So it was uh, – Amateur tournament, four bounce, um, and sponsored by the Tennessee Titans. So the winners actually got $500, a signed and used uh, Tennessee Titans helmet. That's dope. A signed and maybe used, I don't know if it was used, jersey, custom pickleball paddles. But then everybody got uh, a shirt, a water bottle, and a bag. So it's pretty cool. And they like photography, like get your own photo as you're playing and stuff like that. So it was a really good tournament. They're going to do a bunch more um, soon. I think they have Orlando, then Mexico City actually is doing one in Mexico. Okay. Detroit, Philly. I think my buddy Carlos is playing that one. In Mexico City? Mm -hmm. Is he actually? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's mm -hmm. going to win. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, I would assume so. He's pretty good, right? He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Am I am I dumb? Like, should I know what bounce is? I feel like I don't know what bounce is. They're sort of slow playing it. I think they're going to emerge. They're going to slowly emerge over the next few months, and then you're not going to be able to not see them. And I think that's part of the play. So they're not doing any, like, splashy marketing or anything. Um, but we're working with them, helping to promote and do a number of different things. But I think pretty soon you're going to hear a lot about them. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it's a pretty cool company. And are they going to make a – a play at any of the pro game or are they just trying to come into the to the amateur market and do it better so it's actually an app so it's an app for open play league and event management um communication court scheduling all that uh but part of like the initial strategy is they're going to do a whole amateur tour and uh you know they're product guys right so people who are product guys they tend to care about the user experience that above all else they're applying that philosophy to the the tournaments themselves so like they want anybody who comes they're just going to give them a bunch of swag you're going to be able to win a bunch of stuff they want to make it sure it's the best amateur tournament experience in existence that's like their number one mo so this was their first ever tournament and it was very much like figure it out as you go and it was really good a lot of people provided food. they were like this is the best amateur tournament i've ever played it's pretty cool. But we did um, rally was, scoring. Okay. What which was is interesting. What was different about it other than rally scoring? Um, I think just maximizing playtime. So everybody was guaranteed six matches at least. And then they were all put into a single elimination playoff. Um, so everybody just got to like maximize their time there versus like sitting out. So was Plus, it like a round robin pool into a playoff yeah, type thing? Two okay. round robin pools into, into playoffs. Um, but this one for the first one, it was just like mixed combined duper capped at eight, I think. Uh, and yes, yeah, so it was like all different skill levels, but going forward, they'll sort of be dividing by, um, skill and rating. And then 
they'll move to traditional scoring. Okay. Um, because there was a lot of teaching people how to do rally scoring there, which was like your only roadblock at the beginning. So they're going to go the other way. They're going to they started rally scoring and they're going to go to yeah. So did they do it full MLP rally scoring or with like freeze and all that stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now we have to undo the freeze. Yeah. Well, speaking of the freeze, what do you think about the new? Like, isn't there a change to the rules? Yeah. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. So for Major League Pickleball. For Major League Pickleball, previously there had been a what they call a freeze. So let's say I get to 20 and you are at 16 points. Mm-hmm. I'm serving. I lose the point. You're at 17. You lose the point. I don't score. I'm at 20 to 17. I lose the point again. It is you're serving 18. I have 20. Now, in order for you to score any more points, it all has to be on your serve. Yeah. You're frozen at 18 points. Mm-hmm. So it could be 20 to zero, and you can keep winning points on the return until you get up to 18. Yeah. After 18, it is complete side-out scoring. Right. Um, so it's an interesting rule change. Um, the freeze was a complication of of the rules when the main pitch of rally scoring is that it's simple the freeze was one of the most complex and convoluted rules and i understand it when there's one team that can win only win points on their serve and one team that can win both it's unequal I have a different way that I'd like to see this done. <laughs> okay. Agents of change. We should make this a segment. Agents okay? of what, Agents What's of something change. different? Okay. Yeah. Viori.com slash the dink. 20% off your first purchase. Free shipping on seventy five on order $75 or over. Wow, I really had to rack the brain for that one, even though we've done this a million times. I've got this. Um, I don't even know what model this is, but super soft. Um, different color than I usually am just wearing like black or navy, but I think it's a pretty cool color. You're just repping the V today. You're repping the V hard. I'm sending it. You know what? I wore that same blue one basically every podcast we've done. So I was right. like, I'm going to change it up. Yeah. I can't really quite – the microphone was in the way. It's a big V that stands for Viore. Mm-hmm. I love it. Viore.com slash the dink. I say – we go to whatever you want the amount to be. Let's say I think if you're going to get rid of of I say we make the sample or make the the match a little bit longer. I say we go to 25 and it is first to 25. So if you once you get um if you get to 24 24, once you get to 24 you have to win the last point on your serve. And it is not win by two. It is first to 25. So you could have a, a sequence where you're going side out, side out, and it's flipping back and forth with match points for, for both people. So first to 25 with the last point having to be won on your serve. I think that makes I think that fixes the complication of of like the freeze. It makes the match a little bit longer so that if you have run up, if you're the clear better team and you're winning a larger percentage of the points, you will have more leeway to finish that match. Meaning like 
if you are a better team in the way that the format is working right now, like your opponent can come back a little bit easier, but if it's over a longer or over more points, they're less likely to make that comeback. If that makes, that probably doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) The Thomas is just staring at me. Jamie cut that. Yeah. We might have to edit that out. Uh, Or or just like, we can just make fun of me for that. Yeah. You just like rambling, babbling through that. It makes sense in my head and that's what's important. Right, right, right. Yeah, for, uh, anyway, yeah. just first to twenty-five. Okay, that's the that's that's what it should be. I'm yeah. just gonna say it here. You heard okay. it here first. Agents of change. All right. And I made a real compelling argument for it too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no, I'm convinced. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good, this is one of your best ones. Uh, all right, changing topics. Do you think Tyson got fined for the middle finger? D- Denise, well, he texted us that he got that he got a bonus for it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if he got fined, I would guess they would have made a press release about about it. Yeah, so I know they've got other release, stuff going on. But, but I I did see that they were doing some investigation into um, what took place, and they were going to issue a fine. So whether they issued that yet or not, I'm not sure. Uh, what but I think uh, that's coming? What investigation is there to to, to take? And who's doing this I investigation? Know. I don't know. But like, I think if an incident happens on court, you have to like get. If you, you have to get input from anybody who is involved or like proximate so you get like a fair and balanced assessment of what actually took place before you go and say, hey, you owe us money, right? You know, theoretically, that's kind of a big decision to say that you know, you're fine. You have to pay us something. So I think mm-hmm. they have to do their due diligence. I suppose so. But the precedent's been set, right, with Pablo flipping somebody off. Mm-hmm. Pablo flips somebody off on camera, gets fined. Tyson, he flipped somebody off. That's for, for sure. That was on there. Yeah. That's, so that's a fine right there. Yeah. That should be cut and dry. Maybe you have to figure out what you want to fine him for the for the F-bombs or the P-bombs. Or, yeah, but you also have to look at what Tyler did. I mean, well, if, if, yeah, if somebody's sure. flicking off another player, there's probably something that led to that, right? So they have but to figure out what's there. Do they do they net out or what? Like because what Tyson know. did is what Tyson did. He should be fined. No, they're not going to net if, out. Right. Definitely not going to net right, out. Right. Exactly. So what does what does Tyler saying to Tyson have to do with what the camera caught Tyson doing? Well, I think they're assessing the incident in its entirety. Okay, so that would mean so if it was completely unprovoked, he'd be fined more. If it was provoked, no, or he'd be they're fined trying less. to figure out whether they need to find Tyler, whether that impacts how much they find Tyson. I'm not sure. I'm just saying, like, think about it like this. If if they issue a fine without having looked into it at all and they just saw, like, a one moment on camera and then they issue a fine based on that, but they ignore all these other details, wouldn't we all be like, well, that's BS. They didn't even care about figuring out the facts and what happened. I would guess the fining is only occurring. I've seen way wilder shit go on on side courts, right? Yeah. The only reason we're talking about this was because it was on camera. Yeah. The only reason anyone's actually getting fined is because it was on center court yeah. and people saw it and it was on whatever live stream it was. Mm-hmm. And whoever was streaming it at the time, whether it's Amazon or CBS or whatever, like they don't want that. Mm-hmm. But if it happens on a back court, there's no invest. Nobody cares. Yeah. The only reason is because it got picked up on on TV, basically. Yeah. So now they're getting all the details. Mm. Okay. And I'm hoping, as a fan, as someone who likes the drama, someone who likes the storylines and the narratives and the animosity and the competition, I hope that the tensions boil over at Major League Pickleball. Yeah. And there are some more 
incidents, whether on court or off court, and we get to talk about more drama and stuff like this. Sport needs it. This is what we need. We need the drama. We need the storylines. Well, they play like, aren't they the first yes. center court match yes. against each other? Yes. That's epic. Yeah. Somebody needs to, all the Tyson fans out there, I'm talking to you now, okay? The Tyson <laughs> fans, you guys need to go get foam fingers, mm-hmm. okay? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. You guys need to show up to that match with foam fingers and somehow or another, like, cut that off and put it in the middle for that match. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, have the fans stir this stuff up. Take, yeah, fans have a responsibility here. Okay? I mean, how epic would that be, though? Just like 10 of Tyson's tatted, mulleted, Miller Lite drinking boys <laughs> out there with big foam fingers. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think MLP would do if they just showed up with those? They'd love it. They would love it. I mean, you, you probably can't, like, cut to them on TV. Yeah, you can, and they so would. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm excited to see if anything like that goes down, um, whether it's with those two or any other players, right? I think you you sort of said you don't think there's going to be much tension between players, but I think there's a lot of things happening, and um, it's just a high-pressure scenario. A lot of emotions involved. I feel like we could see some some interesting things happen. So. Yeah, I mean – Definitely high tension, high pressure. Like, I don't know. What do you think? You think something will, will boil over? Like, you're just like, yeah. yeah. Somebody's going to freak out. I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think just the tension across the board has been heightened. And so a player who is likely to freak out an opponent or even their own teammate, it's just that much more likely. What percentage? I don't know. But I just think, you know, there's going to be a, yeah, just... There's just interesting stuff happening. So, all right. So, who's the who's the freak out coming from? Who's who's gonna lose their shit this weekend? <clears throat> I don't know. You can always um, you can always count on DJ for a little ruckus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but DJ is not like he'll get pissed. I feel like he gets pissed off at himself. I've never actually seen him like go at anybody. Go at anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I told him when he was on the pod. Good for the brand. Be the bad boy of pickleball. Invest in that. It'll pay dividends down the road. I think everybody agrees. See if we get a bird from Pablo. I feel like Pablo is a good. A good. He's got uh, an. Or- he's got a bird. He's got an orange card, or was it a blue card? Oh yeah, he had some one. MLP. Yeah, man. He did something else too, didn't he? He got. He did the bird. Oh yeah, he threw his. He threw his paddle at the yeah. scoreboard. I love Pablo. Pablo is the. <laughs> yeah. Pablo is the guy. Yeah. Pablo is Pablo's the bad, bad boy, boy of pickleball. Yeah, like, I want to get Pablo on the pod. The nicest freaking guy in <laughs> yeah. pickleball just gets pissed on the court. Right. Right. I remember talking to Pablo. He's like, I won't do his accent, but he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much like the nicest guy. But like when I get mad, I get really mad. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, OK, yeah, that sort of checks out. Yeah. So um, one thing that will be interesting come next year sort of Jan one or whenever this free agency starts is if any of the premier teams try and go grab a jack sock. Do you think they will? Do you think Jack Sock is in premiere when free agency starts next year? Well, I guess the question is, since everybody's in premiere, all 24 teams, it's does he get signed to a team? I would bet that he does, right? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, A, I think he's probably a premiere level player. I mean, um, technically he's signed with the PPA, though. So I think I that think goes back to my question before. Like for somebody yeah. like that, 
how how does he get involved in Major League Pickleball? Do they need to add another contract on top of the one he already has, or do they use some of his allotted time from PPA, move it to MLP? Yeah, so I went – that's obviously a – a big question. I went back through my contract and read through the entire thing and it said that that the contract, at least the contract that I signed is not assignable, meaning that I can't just sell it to somebody else or MLP can't just sell my rights to somebody else mm-hmm. unless mutually agreed on upon by the parties. And I would guess there's probably similar wording in the PPA agreement. So I would guess there's going to have to be some uh, like small addendum to our agreement where rather than having rather than MLP giving you this contract, it is the new parent holding company. We both agree to to assign the contract there. Mm-hmm. And I would guess there would be something that comes along from the PPA side as well. So like we don't know what that looks like in form yet. But I'm sure there's going to be some way for – if they're a merged entity, there's going to be some way for Ben and Anna Lee to play MLP next year and ways for you know me and Tyson to play PPA next year. Yeah. Speaking of which, like, have you heard basically anything since that uh, joint press release of the merger? Like official details? Official details, rumored details – not really. Anything. I mean, I think the big thing was just like the boycotts and yeah, I don't think there's been too many updates beyond that, right? Yeah, I've heard basically nothing about how how merger talks are are going, how mm-hmm. I, I would guess they're probably focusing on on Atlanta and it would be a little bit of a of a lull, but I would I would also think that the decision makers being Al, Jason, Brian, Steve and Tom they should be, and I'm sure they are, above one particular event. Meaning, like they should be looking at big picture more than focusing on details of this event, right. which I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the the other people are not relaying any of the uh, the movement from the merger stuff, right? Because I've I've heard nothing basically mm-hmm. on on what actually next year looks like, right? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, well, I guess the other details to emerge were like, okay, they're doing away with the challenger level, right? Relegation and promotion gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the free agency, right? Those are like, to me, those are the, the two big developments. So I don't know. Um, all right. I want to give, there's a comment on YouTube because hand up kind of went hard at USA Pickleball, like they don't do anything <laughs> anymore. And really that was just a product of our own ignorance. We were just, you know, we had, we were just kind of shooting off the cuff and um, there was a good comment and I wanted to read it because I feel it's justified and we should address it. Uh, so I'll read through it and then it's kind of long and then you can talk about it. Or we can provide like a reaction. Sound good? Yeah, it looks good to me. This is a, uh, yeah, <clears throat> you might want to put this one at 1.5 speed. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is this is long, but it looks past. like it's it looks like it's all relevant. You know when you read uh, in front of the class in like third grade, and what do you need really, me to do it? It's really high <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Okay. Hey Zane and Thomas, enjoy your podcast. One of the few that I actually watch. So take this comment in the most respectful way. 
What does USA Pickleball do? Are you serious? USAP is a nonprofit focused on governing the sport, growing the sport, etc. They don't have anything to do with pro stuff in general. The pros will do whatever they want to do with over 2,000 ambassadors who are out there meeting a city meeting at city council meetings or parks and rec directors. We're giving out grants every month, over 500,000 given out to startup locations as an ambassador. I was at the opening, I was at the opening doing free clinics last night for Beaumont City Regional Park. I have a Zoom meeting with Yucca Parks and Rec Director next week. Let's talk numbers, Zane. Ooh, firing shots at Zane. Love it. Fire more shots at Zane. Never me, though. Anytime. How many pro players and even tourney players are there in the whole U.S.? 70,000? 100,000? How many rec players are there in the U.S.? 9 million? 20 million? While the pro scene gets a lot of airtime in social media and these podcasts, I mean, we barely ever talk about the pro game. The vast majority of pickleballers are out there in the rec world don't know, uh, and many don't even care about the pro game. When I travel around the country, I look for the local play, and I always meet players who have no clue there are even pro players out there. But when I ask them how they got into pickleball, they will often say they met an ambassador or they heard of a new location that started playing pickleball. I have yet to hear a single rec player say, I started playing pickleball because I saw a pro playing on YouTube. So the fact that USAP hasn't been mentioned in all this drama with the pro tours is a good thing because we don't focus or deal with pro the pro side of pickleball. 100,000 pro and turdy players versus 10 million rec players equals 1% of players play tourneys. So USAP focuses on the other 99% of players in the US. USAP is pretty busy, busy focusing on growing the sport, getting more courts, dealing with sound mitigation, keeping things fair in gear, facilitating the ambassador network, growing more grants, etc. I encourage you guys to step back from all the drama of the pro tour for just a second and look at the big picture of pickleball in the US and then you'll see what USAP does. By the way, the new Blue Zone show on Netflix has pickleball episode two. Okay, that's good. That I think is uh, a good synopsis of what she read or what she commented. Um, yeah. Once you know the whole story, you can see how USAP is relevant and growing the sport. Disclaimer, I'm a USAP ambassador and also currently sit on the USAP board of directors. So I, I think we're saying slightly different things here. Like I, at least my point that I was trying to make last time was like, I don't think USAP is relevant in professional testing. There's a different objective there. They are they should be testing paddles for those 10 million participants. You're right. 100%. I understand that the vast vast majority of players are not participating in tournaments. Like that's who they are and should be focused on. Now, I guess my point was paddle testing should test to the objective of the entity. For USA Pickleball, it's probably keeping a low barrier to entry so that people can keep coming into the sport and enjoying. For pro pickleball, it is to create the most compelling visual game. And so that's that's different. I guess there are lots of ambassadors that are spending their own time like growing the game and doing awesome, awesome things. And I've interacted with with a lot of them at the at the very grassroots um side of things so like growing the game in that way i think is is very very important and and appreciated i don't know what are your what are your takes here no it's it's totally fair i mean i think what she said was right 
I'm and another comment said that we're in a bubble. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're very specific. Like, like yes, yeah. we're one hundred percent talking about the professional. Right. Though the one percent of if that point zero zero one percent of people that are that are playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that those point zero zero one percent of people who are playing are are treated differently and probably should be treated differently. Like they have different objectives. They play the game for different reasons. People watch them play for or or go to their they they're just doing it something completely different. They're doing it as a job, like spend more time doing it. Um it's a different different game, I think. Yeah. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So But I I just wanted to be accountable because we did just be like yeah, USA Pickleball does nothing. They obviously do a ton for the game. So figured it was worth mentioning and, and bringing up and addressing. Um, uh, one more. I'll keep asking the question. I'll keep I'll keep digging on that. Let's get some more. Let's get some more feedback. Like I, I get that. And this is a genuine question. I'm not just being an asshole. I am an asshole, but I'm not just being an asshole right now. Um, what are what are things that USA Pickleball is is focused on on a I guess I'm just curious what like the overall, again, overall plan is. What are some tangible steps? I think they made good points that there are tons and tons of ambassadors out there growing the game. Like, I don't know. I'd be curious if you if you're a USA pickleball ambassador, leave us a comment. Like, what else is USAP doing? I think the things that they mentioned, growing the game, getting funding for courts, all that stuff is is super important. For my own understanding, I'd like to know. I'd like to know more about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one of the points that was glossed over too is that the vast majority are rec players. Even outside of the pro game, there needs to be a certain standard for paddles. Otherwise, you can just go out into amateur games with whatever the hell you want, and potentially have a piece of equipment that gives you a massive advantage. Right. So there needs to be a certain set of rules that is adopted uh, widely in amateur play. And then there can be a separate set of standards for the pro game. Um, but when all these brands are selling millions of paddles a year now are manufacturing paddles, they need to be able to adhere to a certain set of guidelines. And USA Pickleball still determines what those general guidelines are. Paddle manufacturers, the ones that care about – well, I guess paddle manufacturers have to take both sets of standards into, into account now, right? So – USA Pickleball's standards still play a massive role in terms of manufacturing decisions. And I think you can use probably 90% of USA Pickleball's paddle testing standards, mm-hmm. but maybe you te- need them tested more specifically, more accurately, whatever, right? Like if we're really testing for, we use certain tests to figure out how poppy a paddle is, but they're not super accurate tests like we didn't we we talked about with ben if you want to talk about how fast a ball is going to come off of a paddle you shouldn't be using like of deflection or dwell test or whatever you want to call it right you should be using an exit velocity test Mm -hmm. and i don't know maybe they aren't doing that but i think just less setting the nuance aside those more like technical topics, like just generally, right? Like the shape, length of a paddle are important, right? Otherwise, I might go out there with a paddle that 
is composite, but the length of a tennis racket. Now I have insane reach in the kitchen, right? So they need to come up with a certain set of standards to protect against that, right? Everybody needs At the to amateur level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But for whatever reason, if Major League Pickleball decides that it's better for viewership to have tennis racket sized paddles, then that's USA, then that's uh, MLP's call. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we're on the same page there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. No, no, I think they I think it's very important for the amateur game to have USA pickleball regulating regulating paddles and and having certain standards. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um okay, and I want to read another comment because I think this gives uh, a good assessment of like the the two sides of the opinion when it comes to the Tyson Tyler thing. So one commenter was like, I definitely was a bigger Tyson fan than I am now. I do not care about the chirping, but I think it really showed his true colors by him paddle tapping for the camera. And then when he thought it wasn't on camera, he went at Tyler. I was glad Tyler didn't take his crap. Someone commented back and said, Tyler has a weekly podcast where they basically roast Tyson anytime his name gets brought up. I don't think he was that out of line, TBH. There's only one way to settle this. They got to get in the octagon. Yeah, they got it. On as like 100%. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have a better idea? No. Um, yeah, they need to wrestle. They need a, a bare knuckle box. Um, we'll throw them in like a Coliseum. I but, still feel uh, like they need to nerf Tyson a little bit. Like, because he, he was a fighter. Or he was a wrestler. Yeah, right. So we need to find something that's uh, that's even. So like um, when but, when Riley and Matt Wright had their breakup, I suggested that they get in the octagon as well. I'm a big fan of the octagon, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. But I, think I, I like asked the question. It. I asked the question: Who wins in a fist in a in a fight in an octagon fight? Matt Wright or Riley Newman? But Riley has to take 15 seconds at the beginning of every round to thank his sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins that fight? Yeah, it's going to be tough. And Matt can just be swinging away. I think that Matt can just be like like throwing haymakers for a good 15 seconds uh-huh. each each round. But yep. then Riley is like can go beast mode. Yeah, I mean this is why Matt's people... basically got 15 seconds to like to just take him out. Right. Yeah, th- and, and you know, this is why people listen to our podcast with the number one podcast, uh, because we have high intellect uh, debates like this. Uh, we go where other podcasts won't, right? This is the hard-hitting analysis. That Unless we go too far, then we delete it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who hasn't deleted it? What's wrong get hit delete? Um, All right. <laughs> Should we get to the MLP preview? Yeah. Or is there yeah. anything else that we want to cover beforehand? No, no, I think I think we can jump into that. Okay. I think we covered everything. All right. So, do you have any uh any favorites? Any anybody stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be boring here and just be like any any time Ben's out there like his team has a really high percentage chance of of pulling it off. Um and so I, like if I were to put my money on any one team, it's got to be that team, right? Um but why don't we walk through like the different groups and we'll talk about who we think yeah. is going to emerge uh, the winner in the respective groups, right? So, yeah, first group is uh, Group A, which is Bay Area Breakers, Ranchers, Squeeze, and Bouncers. The Breakers are arguably one of the 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 most uh, even teams across the board. It's it's Leia, Etta, Rafa, and Connor. Mm-hmm. 
I think that that team sort of has potential to be the the sort of like the mad drops of last time where there wasn't any necessarily like huge standout. Obviously, Catherine was was top, top like player, high level pick. But that's a team there where they have a good chance to win in any of the four events. You can't really they're not a a huge favorite in any event, but they're also not out of any any of the four events. Next team is um, Dylan, Georgia, Lauren, and Travis. That's the Texas Ranchers. Right. And uh, sounds like Lauren is uh, is going to be out. Yep. Um, I think that team totally just depends on who they can pick up with that female spot. Right. Right. Somebody like uh, Susanna would go well probably with, with Georgia. Dylan and Travis will be a real tough – tough team to play against and good mix for both of them. It's going to depend on who they're going to pick up in Lauren's spot. Yeah. And I think that's really the, probably going to be the the biggest criticism of Julian and Lauren just opting to sit out is they leave their team high and dry. As yeah. a teammate, I think I'd be decently frustrated with that. Unless as we said earlier, there were details behind the scenes that we're just not privy to. Yeah. That's a, and that's, understandable because you're i mean their actions have ramifications on six other people and two other ownership groups like that's uh there i would hope that there's a good reason for that like a very good reason for it all right let's talk about your squad how you feeling have you played with warbacher at all i haven't played with her yet but played against her um yeah i mean like she's the x factor on our on our team right right she's she was a high risk high reward pick and fortunately she's been playing very well Mm -hmm. like she had some good wins in in dubs over in cincinnati and then also took a bronze in in singles so if we can keep that going like i like our chances of of coming out of that group and and giving people hell um It'll be interesting. I don't at this point know what we're gonna do for for sides, like um, right. Anna, Anna, and Rachel. I don't know where they're going to, where they're gonna, who's gonna play what side. Um, I guess I I would guess that Anna's probably gonna play the left and mm-hmm. try and you know take two thirds of the court. Andre and I have obviously played before i've played the right with andre um happy to do that uh, happy to do that again mm-hmm. um and then yeah mixed i think anna and andre are playing together but i guess we'll find out on friday <laughs> yeah right so are you guys gonna when, when do you get there i get there at like 7 a.m tomorrow i'm on an uh, early flight oh so we'll play a bunch. We got multiple matches tomorrow. Yeah, play, right. We got plenty of time on Thursday. Yeah. And so when you guys get there, do you have you reached out to other teams like, hey, let's do some exhibitions, like some training exhibitions tomorrow? Yeah. We uh we I think have an exhibition match with uh the Black Diamonds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is I don't know, they're not in our group. Anna Lee, Irina, Thomas, AJ, who by the way is a very strong team. Yeah, that is a good team um okay and then the bouncers how do you feel about the bouncers i think some people are are pretty low on the bouncers i I tend to be a little bit higher on them uh i think men's is going to be tough 
but I think Simone and Paris are going to be a really um, solid women's team. I, I'm just higher on uh, like Simone and Paris than the most, especially Simone. If Simone plays well, her body's feeling good. I think she still is um, one of the top females. Yeah, no, I mean, like, look, anybody can show up at, uh, I mean, on paper, I would say they're one of the weaker teams, but like, if they gel well and play well for a small ish sample size of points and rally scoring formats, like, anything can happen. Who's coming out of that one? You got to pick yourself. So, are there, how many teams come out actually now? So, oh, I don't know. That's above my pay grade. You got to know this one. I think last time there were It's not about my six. favorite. I'm just lazy. So the top two overall teams, based on like matches one, point differential, they get buys. And then four more. So there will be, let's just say the top two teams in every group because then it will be, it'll determine, well, I would rank this this little pod. I would go... Maybe I'm partial. I'm going to put us number one. I'm going to put Bay Area number two. I'm going to go ta- uh, Texas Ranchers number three just because they they're down a person. And then I'm going to go Atlanta Bouncers number four in that group. Okay. But I – yeah. I would have gone Ranchers, but obviously they're going to need to pick somebody up. And that's a total toss-up, so who knows what's going to happen there. So I'm going to go with Bay Area. And then um, just because you are sitting across from me, I'm going to go with the Bouncers at number two. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go to group B. Wait, wait, I want number three and number four. Um, I'll put ranchers last. I just think if you're picking up somebody and you don't know who it is and you know, it's, it's, I just think they have a, an uphill battle. Um, and then, damn, this is a neck. This group's rough. This next group. Yeah. Group. So we got DC, DC pickleball, pickleball team. team, which is Riley, Jackie, Jade, and Christian. We got the slice, which is Ben, Jesse, Lacey, and Eric. Utah, which is Anna Lee, Irina, Thomas, and AJ. And then Dallas, which is James, Callie, Elise, and Croissant Hands. <laughs> croissant Hands, uh, Ed Sheeran loving Frenchman. Um. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 All interesting right. part you're, of you're this. You're right. Being, Our blog is the best place to look for this. I was yeah. like jumping back and forth between sheets. Okay. Yeah. All right. The Group interesting of, uh, part of that being Riley obviously passing on on AJ pick, picking up Christian Alshon. Mm-hmm. So no idea how those two are going to play together. We have a very good sense of how Jade and Jackie are going to play together. And they'll be solid in both of those mixed matchups. Yeah, I don't know. Riley hasn't exactly been super successful in this format, meaning Major League Pickleball. But in my mind, I overvalue energy and like people who can get hyped up and get in the other team's face. Uh, so I actually like Riley and, and Christian together. Um, I think they're a pretty for, formidable team. Um, and then Jackie and Jade are obviously going to be solid. I don't know who's going to play with who in, in mixed. Um, but I don't know. I, to me, that one's a, a complete dot. Like that could go either way, right? I think their energy could propel them to the top or it could sink them right to the bottom if things don't start going their way. Yeah, they have an interesting – like Jackie and Jade are just chill and then Christian and and Riley are – Very up and down players. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll they'll mellow them out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Chicago Slice, we got Ben Johns, Jesse Irvin, Lacey Schneeman, Eric Lang, 
Um, this is my pick. This is who I think is going to take the whole thing. That's your number one? Yep. So the crazy part is either that DC team that we just talked about, the Chicago Slice there, or the Utah Black Diamonds, which is Annalie, Irina, is Thomas, and AJ. Yeah. One of those teams isn't going to make it. Right. And those are arguably three top six teams. Yeah. If, if two emerge, I'm going Chicago and Utah. Again, Utah's Annalie, Irina, Thomas Wilson, AJ Kohler. If, yeah, it, like if Utah were in a different group, I would say it's going to be Chicago Slice and Utah in the final. That's what I, that would have been my pick. Yeah. Uh, but they're in the same group. So, but again, two could emerge, right? But they'll still be what on like the same side of the the bracket when the playoff starts. Like, how does that? They'd be on opposite. Well, they'd be on the opposite sides of the bracket, but yeah, so neither could probably them in the final. I mean, I, I get a sense that this these this whole group is going to beat each other up so much that none of them are going to get a a buy possibly, mm. right? And which would be very interesting, right? Um, so I will go. I'll go Utah Black Diamonds. I'll go Chicago Slice. I'll go DC and then Dallas. Okay. Last group is uh, Group C, which is Miami, Columbus, Brooklyn, and Arizona. Miami is Federico, Tyson, Hurricane, Tyra, and Mary. Columbus is J-Dub, Megan, Dazan, Maggie Brascia, and Colin Johns. Brooklyn is Catherine, Coop, Hayden, and Loong. Arizona is Julian, Vivian, Deckel, and Vivian. So, again, this is a group of a bunch of sit-outs. Well, I guess not a bunch of. Mary is out for Miami, mm -hmm. and uh, Julian, first-round pick, is out for Arizona. Yeah, that's tough for Miami because I, I feel like that's actually a pretty solid team, especially the way Tyra's playing. Um, so depending on who they're able to pick up, but there's some good women floating around, I think that could arguably been in, uh, premiere. So I actually, I actually think, um, they might be all right. They might be able to fill Mary Brasha's spot with somebody, um, on par with her. Like, I don't know. I think there's some options out there that yeah. you could debatably say would be a better, <laughs> it would be almost like an upgrade. I mean, uh, possibly. I, I, I do worry about the. I mean, the Fed and Tyson might just be a, like a grind you down team. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know who's going to play right, who's going to play left there. Like, they're not two of the most offensive players. They both have you know good hands and never miss. But I guess like playing against some of these other teams, they're not going to be the initiators. I think. So can they beat a team of J-Dub and Colin? Maybe. Can they beat a team of Hayden and, and Tyler? Possibly. Probably. I'd put them as favorites there. Julian Deckel and somebody. That's interesting. I, I, I'm just curious how that men's team does. For this ground, I'm going to go Brooklyn Aces, number one. I'm going to go Columbus, number two. I'm going to go. Yeah, this is this group is interesting. I, three and four are kind of a. I feel like a toss up there. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go Arizona Drive, three, and Miami four because I think Deckel, Deckel could be playing with somebody like a Stefan or whatever, and Deckel is such a like a, a presence that 
that men's team could be all right. He plays great with Vivian, and the the combo of Vivian and Vivian will be solid too. So yeah. I, I think I'd put those guys at the third out of four there. Okay, here's my prediction. Julian and Lauren end up playing. I can see it, yeah. And Arizona Drive is the number one team out of, of this group. After that, I'm going Brooklyn. I can see it. Um, okay. Well, we had one – well, I guess we've been a little lax on the, uh, on the stop Alzheimer's now uh, questions, but we've also been both kind of scrambling around. I had one – question and i'm if you if you've asked some questions we will we'll get to them uh next week for sure i've just been uh i've been traveling i've been sick somebody pointed out that i looked like yeah what was that comment you looked like death i looked like death dude we had some funny uh comments lately some funny chirps on twitter when people talk shit to us i enjoy it i laugh at all of that i like it i um i read one out loud i was like some guy was Dying like laughing. was saying like Zane looks like he needs to go get a COVID test, and that person was absolutely not wrong. So last week, actually, yeah, it was, wait, it was let a me read longer. this. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, at Zane Navratil looks like death in this pod. Like damn, bro, take a nap or a COVID test. Also, Thomas always looks like someone whose parents let him drink underage and helped him get a pilot's license for no reason. <laughs> so it's such a weirdly specific. Uh, chirp <laughs> i like i, I like the weirdly it. specific yeah right do you have a pilot's license and then no no okay. i'm t- i'm terrified of flying um but i fly a lot i've gotten over that fear to a degree um what somebody just goes this is your worst pod you guys talked about nothing what i figured i thought like that was one of our it was like one of the most juiciest episodes there's so many good topics in the last they probably one, so. just stopped listening after the first 15 minutes of us talking about yeah. nothing and we're gonna do that to him again this episode. But you know, some people like the some people just want the facts. Some people like the banter. Some people like you and me. Most people don't, but some people <laughs> like you and I when we just some. talk. Um Yeah. So to that person that commented that I looked like death and I needed to go take a nap and a COVID test, I did that. Um, I was like, just last week I was getting over, I had COVID, pink eye and strep all at the same time. I was on two different antibiotics. I had just got over COVID and I went directly from here to take my second nap of that day. (laughs) (laughs) So that person who left that comment was spot on. Yeah. I think we were both like exhausted, but it had, it was like one of those things where like, you're so exhausted. You're like wired. And it ended up being like a pretty lively episode. We were running on adrenaline only. Yeah. How do you feel now? I feel good. I feel much better. Yeah, big week. Absolutely. Better say you feel good. How um, about you? What was your excuse last week for looking like you drink underage and had a pilot's license? I think that's just how I look. Just my face, unfortunately, stuck with it. Yeah, I want um, I want weekly roasts from whoever that was. Yeah. I like, that was good. Like, come at us again. Yeah, no, I, I like when people chirp us. Yeah, like, we got to do a Zane and the other guy read mean tweets. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. And if you guys chirp us, I'll, like, read it every time. Um, there's that one, yeah. We've had some good, we've had some good people come at us. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Um, 
we did have one question from my buddy Kevin McPherson over in in Madison. Okay. He wants to know who would be the top four pickleball teams in a parent child bracket. Stephen Callen Dawson is up there. Uh, I mean, Lee and Anna Lee, obviously. Um, Julian J Dub, Julian Georgia. Uh, I thought you said Julian. <laughs> no. Um, I bet like Weinbach and his son. Yeah. Would actually be pretty good. Be I, good I don't one. remember the young Me and Altoff. name, but I think he's a decent player. Yeah, there's there's Jake, Sam, and and Ryan. Ryan, I think, is the one who I saw play in like Mesa over a year ago, uh, and he seemed like a decent Maybe. player. Sam's playing. All of all of Dave's kids are playing pretty well. Jake has the job at the PPA. I don't know how much he's playing anymore. Ryan, I think, is in school, and then Sam is maybe just started college. I think mm-hmm. Sam is the tallest of that group. He plays. He's pretty good. He played some pro stuff last year in Chicago. I think he. I think he had to play like Deckel and J Dub in the first round. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, nothing's um, worse than my first ever pro match when I played Riley and Tyson, though. And I've said this before. We show up to the court, and the PPA has those big banners with like the big faces of the players. And it was like, I'm. Pl- I walk across the court from Tyson and Riley, and behind them is a massive banner of Tyson and Riley, like screaming. I'm like, of course. Uh, but they must have been intimidated clean. when you like showed up in a dink t-shirt. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, <laughs> probably terrified, dude. I think How so. How could you not be? But like, can you imagine the articles that this guy is going to write about us if we yeah. lose to him? Yeah, right. They had all the pressure on them. Mm-hmm. They're on the banners, man. But mm-hmm. you control the narrative. Yeah, yeah. You are big pickleball. Yeah. The one thing that I noticed about that match though was like they didn't even try and pull anything. They were just like, we're just going to dink him to death. Like they didn't go for anything. There was no like they weren't rushing. They weren't like, oh yeah, we can basically mess with these guys. They were just like, we're just going to dink you to death, and that's what happened. Um. Well, what other like parent, uh, uh, like son or daughter teams would there be? Are we missing any? There's me and Altoff, or me and my dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, me and my dad went three and two at the U.S. Open a couple years ago, in the in the uh, split age thing. Really? Yeah. What do you mean, really? Dennis Your dad's is a baller. Good. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't play as much anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's tweets. probably not, not that's probably not relevant anymore. Now he's right. He's taking to Twitter instead. No, I think you nailed them. Uh, I think that those are a good, good couple. Unless there's Anna Bright and pe- the Peacock. The Peacock. Her mom's the Peacock. She's the pickleball Peacock. This is news to me. Yeah, you got to find her Instagram account. It's great. The pickleball Peacock. Yeah, and she makes like custom T-shirts. She I didn't makes know a bunch that she of, like, was making pickleball merch. stuff. I knew she was making merch. I and didn't know stuff it was for Anna. pickleball Peacock. Yeah, um, she's pretty funny. I don't know what 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 her game's like though. Um, what about some of like the some of the up and comers, like some of the young kids that are playing, like uh, Ryler and and their kids, Ryler and Megan and their kids. I mean, they're too young, obviously, but they'll be good. Oh yeah, so Su- Su- Susanna and Porter Bar, mm-hmm. be a good one, right? Yeah, yeah, that could probably be... some other ones are not taking off. But let me ask you a question. Okay, you ready? Oh boy, this is, this feels serious. Are you tired of the endless search for the perfect court? Oh, wow. It was serious. (laughs) Well, say goodbye to court hunting hassles with Swimply, your go-to solution for hassle-free court rentals. So whether you're planning a pickleball party or just want to enjoy a friendly match, Swimply has got you covered. With Swimply, 
You can easily find and book private courts that suit your game and your schedule. Just download their app, browse available courts in your area, and book the one that's perfect for you. Beautiful backyard pickleball courts are just a tap away. Dude, you just have to tap and you have beautiful pickleball courts. It's amazing. Don't let the court hunt hold you back. Dive into the world of Swimply today. Visit swimply.com or find them in the App Store. Escape locally with Swimply. I got to check this out. We talked about it last time and I didn't yeah. do anything about it. Like, I'm going to see what they have Airbnb going on courts. over here in, in Austin. Do you know, like, how many markets they're in yet? Or is it just. Is it already internationally because they were doing the pools. Uh, now they're doing the pickleball courts, and they're actually doing uh, kitchens now, which is really interesting. So you can like rent huh. out like a really nice kitchen for like a dinner party or like an event or something like that, which I think is pretty cool. Um, Let's see what we have in Austin. But there's some in Driftwood. The house that owns. Oh, I think Steve's house is on here. Yeah, that would Steve's make sense. house is on there. I think maybe his kitchen's on there too. So you can go hang Possibly. out in Steve's kitchen. You can go play pickleball on Steve Kuhn's yeah. courts. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's oh, I see. I recognize these courts. That's uh, that's the the Millbrook courts. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, I don't know what these ones are. Nah, pretty good courts on there. Yeah, it is very hard to get courts in Austin. So, and plenty of other places, but some good some good spots on here. Mm -hmm. Go visit Steve Kuhn's court on, on Swimply. That's actually pretty badass. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, all right, that's all I got. Okay. Tell them what the podcast is. You do it this time. It's PickleBod. Uh, it was on you. The camera's on you. It's PickleBod. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie, darling, how's it going on?